Would you just look at that? We are one day away from the first game of the 2022 season for your Pittsburgh Steelers. Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to State of the Steelers, a behind the steel curtain podcast for your Saturday morning. And the anticipation that has been building up since the end of last season has finally come to a close. Your Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow in Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. And here at State of the Steelers, we try to answer some of the tough questions. And today's tough question is, can the Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Cincinnati Bengals? <clears throat> I'm Daniel J. We're going to break down all that and more. We're going to talk about the keys for victory. We're going to talk about um, perhaps something. Is there some advantages for the Pittsburgh Steelers going into this week one game? We'll get into all those things and much, much more. Please, um, if you haven't gone back and listened through a bunch of the other podcasts leading up to this, I highly encourage you to do so. I'm sure many of you guys that listen to me, listen to Jeff Hartman's just uh, Let's Ride, listen to Bad Language from Brian Anthony Davis, the stat geek from uh, David Schofield. I highly encourage you, if you haven't done so, go back and give them a listen. They have some great insight and great um, opinions on the Pittsburgh Steelers and what to expect in the upcoming games and season. And so with that said, let's kind of get into what we're going to be talking about today. How and can the Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, when it comes to this game, it's going to determine, well, this game is going to be determined up front in the trenches. Both sides of the ball, or both teams actually, have some question marks when it comes to the offensive line. You know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, we uh, we as a fan base thought that a lot of these question marks were answered this offseason with the acquisition of Mason Cole, the acquisition of James Daniels, the re-signing of Cheeks Core 4, uh, the supposed next step or jump or leap for Dan, um, Dan Moore, and... We're expecting Dotson to win the left guard position uh, convincingly. And with that being said, I think out of all the expectations that we had going into this season, Mason Cole is probably the only one that has let, lived up to any amount of standard for the offensive line up to this point. Um, I will say, though, in the last preseason game, I felt – um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, when they played the Detroit Lions, that they kind of turned a corner, so to speak. I felt that Dotson showed himself to be a better player than uh, Kendrick Green, which wasn't hard to do. The bar wasn't very high, so to speak. But he he managed to to overcome and take over and and win the left guard position. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals have been a team that have attacked the Pittsburgh Steelers the last uh, defensively um, towards the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for the last few games, being very aggressive, not giving any respect for the deep ball and for a quarterback who was immobile. Now, perhaps, you know, with the Pittsburgh Steelers starting, Mitch Trubisky, perhaps maybe the Cincinnati Bengals may play defensively against the uh, Steelers a little bit different, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I am one of the, I believe so very much so that a team is going to attack your weakness until you can prove that is no longer a weakness. And it is being the first game of the season. The Steelers have yet to prove that they are not a team that 
um, are going to have some issues up front and not be able to run the ball slash also not throw the ball deep. And so until they prove it and they attack deep down the field and be successful down the field, I anticipate the Cincinnati Bengals playing the Pittsburgh Steelers very aggressively as if they has as how they have done in their last recent matchups that have led them to be very successful. And so with that said, in my opinion, for the offense, outside of controlling the trenches, I think that if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game, it's going to come down to, to two things. No turnovers, and Pat Firemuth is going to have to have a big day. Now, one of the things about the Pittsburgh Steelers that that I can say that I've really enjoyed or liked about the preseason from them is the fact that not one quarterback turned over the ball this preseason. Now, yeah, of course, there was a couple of balls that got away from some guys that could have led to turnovers. But at the end of the day, results matter. And uh, Trubisky, who is going to be the starter in this game, uh, hadn't, hadn't had an interception. In fact, Trubisky is the only player in NFL history with at least, um, I believe it's like 50 passes or 50 starts, something of that nature, without a pick six. You know, and I'm, I'm hoping not on jinx him. And there's been a lot of people talking about this that statistic, how he he takes care of the ball. And at least he has not thrown a pick six. And so given the fact that Mr. Trubisky has been, you know, in my opinion, is going to be a guy that's going to take care of the ball. He's taking care of the ball this entire preseason. Um, it's going to be key for that to continue if the Pittsburgh Steelers want to be successful against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Now, there are a couple of positive, well, maybe I don't say positive, but there are a couple of things that could lead positive for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There could be some mismatch uh, issues in the defensive back field for the Cincinnati Bengals. Eli Apple has been dealing with a quad injury that has required some uh, drainage. In fact, he missed a couple of back-to-back practices a, a week ago because of it. Their second-round pick, Cam Taylor-Britt, cornerback, and he was, he's been put on the IR, so he won't be participating in this game either for an ab injury. And so in my opinion, you know, you also have Jesse Bates, who hasn't been there all, all offseason, um, you know, dealing with a uh, contract issue. And so in my opinion, there might be some, some lanes open in the, uh, uh, in the backfield or in the defense for some passes. Now, if the, if the Cincinnati Bengals play the Pittsburgh Steelers in the manner that they have, I anticipate Pat Frymouth being open often and early. And I think that that's going to be the mismatch of the day. And that's going to be the matchup that Mr. Trubisky is going to have to go to more times than not. And if he gets there and he can find open Pat Frymouth uh, in the center of the field, down the field, I think this can bode very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers and be something that have, uh, can be something not so much expected because if you look last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers really did not attack middle down the field. Everything was short when it came down to the middle. It was all dump balls or, or check downs to the running back. Majority of the passes that been through were short and an extension of the run. And so I anticipate the Cincinnati Bengals anticipating a similar offense, a throw the ball quickly, maybe because or perhaps because of the offensive line. 
I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if I was to be facing the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would, you know, I would be attacking their offensive line as well. And knowing that their offensive line is, you know, coming in a little bit weak, I would anticipate that the offense is going to have to throw the ball quickly. You know, an offense that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing as of late and shown that that's the only offense that they can do up until this year, of course. And if I were the Cincinnati Bengals until they prove that they have overcome a uh, and able to throw the ball down the field and overcome their offensive line, I'm going to attack them. And I, I fully expect the Cincinnati Bengals to do so. And I think that at this point, you know, one of the reasons why Mr. Trubisky was brought in was because of his play action pass ability. And so he's going to have a lot of play action passes. Uh, ben Roethlisberger didn't really like doing that much last year or for the last few years, to be honest with you. And um, Mr. Trubisky being so good at it, that play action pass and that pass to Pat, uh, Pat Firemuth is going to be huge. It's going to be key. If you guys are uh, doing the sports fantasy stuff, um, if you're looking for a tight end this for this game, a sleeper, from my opinion, is going to be uh, Pat Frymouth. Pick him up. But you, like I said, everything's going to have to boil down to the front line and the trenches. They're going to have to hold. And I think they have that opportunity. You know, the, the offensive line, in my opinion, they looked pretty bad this offseason. I mean, this preseason. But they did look like they started to get a little bit better. And I think that, yeah, there's going to be some growing pains and there might be some some issues early on. However, this unit has been together this entire preseason. They have a an offseason together, unlike last season. Last season, there was so much uh, turnover in the offensive line. It was um, a lot of unexpected turnover as well. When you look at the uh, unexpected retirement of David DeCastro, Zach Banner not being able to come back from his injury, it, it Dotson also having some issues going on last year, the offensive line didn't have a, a chance to become a cohesive group, a group that had chemistry and everybody saw what the outcome was been on the ground multiple times a game, uh, more times than we have seen him on the ground in the last few years that he was a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, in 2019, it was, um, injured so even at that i don't believe that uh mason rudolph or duck got sacked as many times as ben roethlisberger did last year you know the offensive line was horrific the the center was just a miss when it came to kendrick green you know especially him trying to um take the marquise position marquise pouncey and be anointed his um being anointed the the starting center early on last season, given number 53. I didn't like it. I didn't, I didn't think it was a good move. And then when, when everybody got to see Kendrick Green's performance and his inability to, to handle bigger, stronger bull rush, it it led for a long, long season. And, you know, a lot of folks said that perhaps, you know, moving Kendrick Green to the left guard position would be a benefit for him or, or would help him out. And even Ben Roethlisberger said so. And, and this off season, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I'm surprised Kendrick Green made the team, to be honest with you. It's um, his play has been that, that poor. 
Well, guys, that's going to be it for us on this first part. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about the defense and and really why I think how this the, the Steelers are going to take over this game is going to be by the defense. And then I'm going to give you guys my score prediction. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, look, you made it over to the second side, the dark side, (laughs) the second half of the show that we always talk about the defense. And when it comes to this show and it comes to the hard question of can the Pittsburgh Steelers upset the Cincinnati Bengals? I think that answer lies with the Steelers defense. Now, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be fantastic this year. I expect them to be top three. Now, of course, that all depends on health and if the, if the uh, Steelers can stay healthy. And, and healthy and health is always the question. And when it comes down to this game, I think one of the advantages that the Pittsburgh Steelers have against the Cincinnati Bengals offense is health. The Cincinnati Bengals have had some nagging injuries on defense. We spoke about Eli Apple and his quad. We talked about Cam Taylor Britton being IR for an ab injury. However, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the injuries leading up to this season for the Cincinnati Bengals, leading all the way up to the, you know, the uh, most important position on their team, quarterback. Joey Burrow suffered a uh, an appendix rupture that required surgery earlier this offseason. He's finally back in in pads and practicing. However, he missed the majority part of the offseason because of it and, and preparation. Um, that is key, you know, the early parts of padded practices and early preseason games is the part where you're, you're, you're putting in as far as an offensive game plan, what your, your meat and potatoes is of what your offense is going to be for that year. He's missed major points in the off season. And in my opinion, he's going to come in pretty rusty. I think the Steelers are going to take advantage of it and exploit that. And the way they're going to have to do that is going to exploit their offensive line. Now, yes, The Bengals have added some new pieces there. However, those pieces are not familiar with each other. Majority of this offensive line hasn't played the entire preseason. Starting with their newly acquired right tackle, Lael Collins, who has had a checkered injury past of his own. He missed several games last season. He missed the entire 2020 season and has many, many seasons throughout his career but he did not complete a full season. In fact, last season, the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, if you guys don't remember, were trying to give him away for anything, and nobody would pick up the phone because of his injury injury hit, um, history. And the well, also the uh, contract that went along with his injury history. You know, in fact, he ended up getting cut by or released by the Dallas Cowboys and then the Cincinnati Bengals picked him up. However, he's been dealing with a back injury all off season. I don't think he's going to have, well, he's going to have his hands full with TJ Watt the entire day and him not being there, not having that chemistry built with his offensive line. It's I'm excited about this game for the, uh, for our defense because next to him, 
at the right guard position is Alex Kappa, who has been dealing with an injury of his own. He had a core muscle injury, which required surgery in the offseason and hasn't participated in any preseason games, has been limited in practices up until recently. And so on the right side, you have a completely new to each other and new to this season offensive line. There's no the chemistry can't be there. This is the side TJ Watt plays on. Larry Ogunjobi is going to be next to him, in my opinion. I expect a lot of pressure coming from the right side. But that's not even their biggest of weaknesses. And he's not even injured. But Cordell Cordell Volson is a uh, fourth-round rookie, left guard, who will be going up against Cam Hayward. I like that matchup, guys. We know the Steelers are far are too familiar when it comes to late round interior offensive linemen that don't work out or offensive linemen that have had trouble, especially their rookie year. I anticipate this being a, a good game for the Steelers defense, and they're going to have to exploit the injuries that are up front and the rust that comes with it. Last year, like I mentioned in the, earlier in the segment, the Pittsburgh Steelers offense had no chemistry going into the season because the offensive line didn't have an opportunity to gel. You had the sudden retirement of David DeCastro. We had the um, Zach Banner never coming back to full form. Cheeks core four uh, staying on the right side. You know, there was a lot of turnover, a lot of changes last season. And, you know, we also had Kendrick Green, who was a third round, which by the looks of it, bust. Dan Moore was a pleasant surprise as a fourth-round offensive tackle who last year showed promise. However, early in this preseason, has kind of struggled. Now, I fully intend or expect, I'm sorry, that the Steelers' offensive line, because of the fact that they've had a full offseason together, time to build chemistry, time to, to gel together, that they're going to play and be a – a higher quality unit altogether than they were the entire season last year. Now I do expect some bumps and bruises, some, some growing pain, so to speak, because this offensive line is extremely young for the Pittsburgh Steelers. However, they're in my opinion, are going to, are going to have a strong year, but we're talking defense guys. <laughs> and so, in my opinion, we're going to have to see a couple of big games from, from T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is going to have to show up and showcase why he was or why he is the reigning defensive player of the year, and I have no question or no doubt in my mind that he's going to have a multiple sack game this year or this game. Last season when he played or when the Steelers played against the Cincinnati Bengals, the first game was without Alex Highsmith, without T.J. Watt. And in the second game, T.J. Watt was there, but he wasn't completely healthy. He still had a lingering injury. It was clear. It was obvious. And in my opinion, um, him coming into this game, yeah, he he's everybody got a scare when it came to his knee. However, hopefully, and, and you know, this depends. Mike Tomlin said that he would have come came back had it been a regular season game. He also said that about Deontay Johnson, and there's been – a little bit of concern when it came to it comes down to Deontay Johnson's injury. 
a little bit more concerned than what was previously perceived or put out there by Mike Tomlin. And so hopefully that's not the case when it comes to TJ Watts knee. And I anticipate, I think based on his participation in practice, that TJ Watt is going to be fine and he's going to be playing his most, most healthiest he's been since Joe Burrow's rookie season. And I, I for one can't wait to see um, TJ Watt and, and Alex Highsmith feast all day. They're going to need to. And I mean, Cam Hayward's going to have a big day against a, a fourth round left guard rookie. I take that matchup any day of the week. Now, when you have an offense or a defensive line with an offensive line that's um, hindered a little bit, and you have a good, solid, strong defensive line like the Pittsburgh Steelers do, that's going to put. That's going to put um, Miles Jack and Devin Bush in the best situations possible for them to be successful as a tandem. This is going to be a game that I anticipate Devin Bush needing to have a, a, a breakout game, so to speak. There's been a lot of questions about his ethics, a lot of questions about his heart, a lot of question about, um, about him wanting to be in the NFL or be a Pittsburgh Steeler, period. And I think this is a game that he can kind of show the black and gold faithful that he's returned to a form that we are familiar prior to the ACL injury. But like I said, guys, rust is going to be a big issue. One thing that I did notice, so I was watching a couple of games uh, in, in, in preparation for this podcast also. And one thing that I noticed, uh, I was watching the um, it was the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans game in the playoffs where Joe Burrow got sacked over and over again. One thing that I noticed in that game is that Joe Burrow really doesn't, doesn't change the plays around much. He runs what play is being called. And I think I like that for the Pittsburgh Steelers because if Joe Burrow – doesn't change the play often. Um, you know, I expect a lot of hidden things. I expect a lot of coverages that are are showing one thing and then turning into another. And then I expect a lot of corner blitzes. I anticipate the Pittsburgh Steelers bringing in the slot corner quite a bit early and often. Expect to see that. I also expect to see the because of all the injuries, especially the injury to Joe Burrow, as far as the appendix, uh, the appendix rupture, uh, that takes some time to get back from. You know, one of the biggest issues when it comes to that kind of injury is you don't eat that much. You end up losing a lot of weight, and he's going to he's probably going to look a little thin when he comes out on the field. And I think that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to try to protect him with a heavy heavy run usage of Joe Nixon. Joe Mixon, I'm sorry. In my opinion, we're going to see uh, Joe Mixon early and often. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have to stop him. You know, the Steelers' run defense was one that was a suspect last season. Now, a lot of it had to do with the uh, injury to Tyson Alualu and 
Tyson Alawalu is back. And in my opinion, in my opinion, he, he's going to be a guy that's going to sure up the run game up in the middle. Um, Larry Ogunjobi wasn't a guy that was known for for run stopping. He was more known for being a a pass um, pass rushing interior defensive lineman. Uh, Leal, kind of also the same. You know, it's going to be heavy usage in the middle between Martavius Adams and Tyson Alualu as far as the run stop goes. Um, it's going to be very apparent. Uh, important that these guys have a huge game. Now, one thing that I do expect also from the Cincinnati Bengals to do against our Steelers defense is they're probably going to attack Devin Bush and his coverage ability. I expect to see a lot of flats from Joe Mixon, a lot of um, out of the backfield routes. And I, I fully expect the Cincinnati Bengals to try and put Devin Bush in some uncomfortable situations. However, Brian Flores, he was a, an addition to, to the coaching staff this offseason. I think he's going to do wonders with this team. It's been um, reported that Brian Flores is going to be up top in the booth and Terrell Austin is going to be out on the on the sideline when it comes to calling the defense. I like this because putting Flores up there, who is a former coach, uh, he can read and see some of the things that he's um, what the offense is doing. He can then contact and talk down to Terrell Austin and he, Terrell Austin can tell him what he sees as far as the trenches goes and, and who's tired and who's not and, and what, what matchups are winning. And together, I think these two guys are going to call an amazing game plan. And I can't wait to look for, I'm looking so forward to it. It's going to be amazing. And so, prediction time. I think the Steelers are are very, very underrated and flying under the radar. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come out and show the world that they need a little bit more respect on their name, in my opinion. And I see the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game. I see them winning 27-17. to 17. I know, I know, it's a homer. It's, it potentially is a homer um, score when it comes to, you know, they are the defending AFC champs, the defending AFC North champs, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are traveling to Cincinnati in their backyard. However, all the pressure is on the Cincinnati Bengals. This is something that the Cincinnati Bengals aren't accustomed for. This ain't something that they're used to. You know, usually they, nobody has a target on them. Now there's a target on the Cincinnati Bengals. All the pressure is on them. You have a team that went to the Super Bowl playing a team that is expected to be in the uh, picking in the top 10 next year. A team that Vegas is saying is going to have less wins than a Deshaun Watson-less Browns for majority of that season. I think all the pressure is on the Cincinnati Bengals and and – Anybody can do it once. Let's see the Cincinnati Bengals repeat what they did last season. I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to show them why the Cincinnati Bengals will always be the Pittsburgh Steelers' little brother. And this is going to be a good kickoff to being 
in the division, 1-0 in the standings, 1-0 with the record. That's all I got for you guys today. Please, if you have any comments or questions for the show, hit me up on Twitter. You can reach me at State of Steelers. That is my handle for Twitter. Also, if you're interested in um, following me on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel called State of the Steelers, where I do a daily segment giving my opinions and also do a weekly live and have a post-game show. I, I encourage you guys to go find me there on YouTube, State of the Steelers. And and um, with that being said, guys, that's all I have for you today. Here we go, Steelers. Let's do this again next week. 1-0, baby. Here we go. Here we go.